JM in the AM, as we wish everybody, all of our listeners, a happy, healthy, and sweet new year. A Gemar Chasimatova, a good Gebench Yor. This time each and every Friday morning, every hour of Shabbos, with great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomri Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. This morning, of course, Rabbi Yudin concentrates on the upcoming holiday of Yom Kippur. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Good Erev Yom Tov, everybody. And very possibly today itself is a kind of Yom Tov, meaning that if you think about it, today is Erev Yom Kippur. But Erev Pesach, you're not allowed to eat matzah. Erev Sukkos, you get no mitzvah for sitting in the sukkah on Erev Sukkos. Today is Erev Yom Kippur and there are several aspects of the Yom Kippur experience that already take place on today. So to begin with, the Pasuk in Parshas Emor, when the Torah speaks about Yom Kippur, in the beginning of the paragraph, the Torah reminds us that Yom Kippur is on the 10th of the month. Yet, the Torah completes the paragraph by telling us that Shabbos, Shabboson Hu Lachem, chapter 23, Pasuk 32 in Vayikra. It is a day of complete rest, Shabbos, Shabboson, which teaches us that this year, when I have Shabbos and Yom Kippur together, the halacha says that we fast, as we know, on a Shabbos. And the Torah says, You are to afflict your souls on the ninth of the month in the evening. Now why couch it in the ninth of the month if Yom Kippur is on the 10th of the month. So the first thing the Talmud teaches us from this verse is that there is a mitzvah of Tosefes Yom HaKippurim. There's a mitzvah to add on to the sanctity of Yom Kippur and to start your fast prior to sunset. Everybody would agree that of course by sunset on tonight it is Yom Kippur. The Torah is saying you are to already accept upon yourself, start the fasting, start the prohibition of malacha even before. Now, the certainly the Torah doesn't say how much before. The Talmud doesn't give an amount. But the rabbis say, ideally, up to, and let's say approximately a half an hour before. And so... In most synagogues, the Kol Nidre prayer will be starting approximately 20-25 minutes before sunset. So built into the system, understand, is the fulfillment of the mitzvah of Tosefes Yom Habikurim. This is halacha number one that we learn out from this Pasuk. And secondly, that there is a mitzvah to eat today. 
Today, Erev Yom Kippur, there's a mitzvah to eat. And this is a fascinating law. The Meshachachma says, the reason why there's a mitzvah to eat today is because the Torah, like a loving mother, has but one fast day, namely Yom Kippur. And the Torah is therefore saying, please, I want you to make sure you're going to be strong enough, able to fast for 25 hours. Therefore, there's a mitzvah to eat Erev Yom Kippur. But our rabbis give us other reasons which we should be aware of. The Gemara at the end of Tanis teaches us that one of the reasons why Yom Kippur is such a happy day, number one, it's a day of forgiveness. Number two, says the Talmud, it's the day that Moshe came down the third and last time from Mount Sinai with the two tablets in his hand. This is the day that we receive the oral law. When the Jewish people receive Torah, that is a time for celebration, as when one completes a Masechta, one makes a seum and a party. We can't party on Yom Kippur to celebrate our receiving Torah. So therefore, part of the celebration this afternoon in our special meal before the fast is to celebrate our having received the second set of tablets and the oral law. Rabbi Yonah suggests that one of the reasons that we're fasting, excuse me, that we are eating this afternoon is to celebrate literally Yom Kippur. What does that mean? We are so confident that Yom Kippur is going to atone for our sins communally, individually, that this in of itself is exciting and worth celebrating. So this is a Erev Yom Kippur. But there's much more to today. The verse that we're going to recite before the Shemona Esrei this evening is Ki Bayom On this day we will receive atonement. Hashem forgives us. The Eschem and purifies us. Mikol Chatosechem from all our sins. Lifnei Hashem Titaru. Before God shall you be purified. Or, as the Mepharshim learn in addition, before you come to God on Yom Kippur, you shall already be in a state of purity. And therefore, the rabbis teach us that we go to the mikvah today to purify ourselves so that when we come to Yom Kippur, we are already in a state of purity. This afternoon, the mincha is very special. The mincha this afternoon already has the vidui. The vidui is the confession that one recites over the Yom Kippur experience ten times. One says it this afternoon at Mincha, before the Suda Mafsekes, before the meal, that 
uh, comes before the fast. And what does that mean? That we've already tried to clean ourselves, not just physically by going to the mikvah, but also in a spiritual sense by having recited the vidui, therefore coming into Yom Kippur in as great a sense as purity as possible. So therefore, the Erev Yom Kippur has part of the Yom Kippur flavor itself. The other nine times that we say the vidui is, we say it twice in Mayrev tonight, twice in Shachris, twice in Musaf, twice in Mincha, and once more in Ni'ila, for a total of ten times. Now, we should realize how special Yom Kippur is. I will try to address that point after I review several of the key laws of the day. Interestingly, there is no verse in the Torah that says, don't eat, don't drink on Yom Kippur. The Torah uses the term, you are to afflict your souls five times. And the rabbis tell us that this is understood to include five different afflictions or restrictions of the day. And they include A, eating and drinking, which according to all is considered a biblical prohibition. The other four I will get to in a moment. And let me say, if somebody is healthy, they must fast on Yom Kippur. If somebody unfortunately is ill and should not fast doctor's orders, please, it's important that you speak to your local rabbi who will guide you how to eat on Yom Kippur in accordance with the halacha. That's very important. If you haven't done that yet, please do so today. The other four restrictions are washing and bathing. When one wakes up in the morning on Yom Kippur with a cup, we wash Negelwasser, our hands alternating right, left, right, left, right, left to the knuckles with a little moisture on your fingers, rub them through your eyes to remove any impurity that it might have gathered in the course of our sleeping, and that's it. When one uses the washroom, one washes their hands again. Now, if one's hands become soiled on Yom Kippur, by all means, you can wash them. It's washing for pleasure which is prohibited on the day. If one is feeding a child and needs to wash the food, no problem. Again, it's washing for pleasure. The next prohibition of the day is applying ointments, cosmetics to the body. The next one is wearing of leather shoes, you can wear a leather belt, a leather yarmulke. It's only the shoes which cannot be of leather. Be careful, even our sneakers should not have leather on them. And finally, the last of the prohibitions is having 
marital relations on Yom Kippur. Now, the idea is that children, as they get closer to Bar and Bas Mitzvah, should be educated to gradually fast longer each year, approaching their Bar and Bas Mitzvah. Now, in terms of the prayers of Yom Kippur, both tonight for Mayariv, tomorrow morning for Shachris, when we recite the Shema, the verse recited immediately after the Shema, Baruch Shem, Kivod Malchuso, Leolam Va'ed, this sentence normally recited as the Talmud tells us, silently throughout the year, is recited tonight and tomorrow aloud. Now, the idea that we should understand is that the vidui, which is so important, as I'll get to, this is, quote, the mitzvah of the day, fasting and repenting, is written in a language of the Aleph Beis, Oshamnu, Bogadnu, Gozalnu, then followed by the different Alchets. The Aleph Beis Gimel, the ABC, is really to help us, says the Chaye Yodam, and to remind us, each and every one of us, of whatever misdeeds we might have done. So, I might suggest that each person should sit down and... If you haven't done it yet, there's still time to so do in the privacy of your room. Take a piece of paper and start jotting down what you have violated. The olive could be, Ochalti, I ate without a bracha. Okay, it's not okay, but that's part of my confession. Or, I ate and I wasn't so careful in terms of the kashras thereof. And so it is that the base is Beirachti. Well, did I recite my blessings? Did I recite my blessings with Kavana? Bitalti. Might I have literally not fulfilled positive mitzvos, violated negative mitzvos? And so it is, you should try to introspect and see how this affects each person individually. We have, therefore, the vidui is to be meaningful. And interestingly, it's said first individually by each person and then led by the chazin in, quote, the repetition or tonight after Mayriv. And there, interestingly, we sing it. Ay, 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 ah, ah. What's going on? How are we singing our confession? So there, whereas each individual might very well be concerned how much tshuva, repentance, forgiveness will be granted him, we are assured that the Jewish nation is going to be forgiven and the Jewish nation will survive, will continue, and therefore our joining in with the community as part of the Vidui is our way of assuring 
the survival of the Jewish people. The Kriyas HaTorah for, please God, Yom Kippur morning, is that of the Avoda, the special service that was performed in the Beis HaMikdash, officiated by the Kohen Gadol, Achas Pashana. The Kriyas HaTorah, read at Mincha, is that of the Arayos, the end of Pashas, Acharemos, the prohibited sexual relations. And at Mincha, we have as well the Sefer Yonah, Maftir Yonah, is read at that time, with its many lessons, including the God's desire for man, his patience for us to do tshuva, his wanting us to do tshuva. And let me just remind you that according to Rabbeinu Yonah, the verse, on this day, he provides for us atonement, that there is a biblical mitzvah to do tshuva on Yom Kippur. Not only that, I'd like to point out that the phrase that identifying Yom Kippur as a chukas olam, that it is a eternal decree, a chok, a law without a reason, that phrase is found three times at the end of the Torah reading for tomorrow morning, and the last time is found once in Parshas Emor, four times. And you have to ask yourself, what is the chok, what is the law, without a reason that we can't understand regarding Yom Kippur? If you're going to tell me that it's the special service of the day, perhaps, including the So'er Lazazel, but then again, do we really understand all the other korbanos as well? I'd like to suggest, as Rev. Nevinsol Shlita does beautifully in his Sefer, Sichos Liyoma Kippurim, that the Chukas Olam, the eternal decree of the day of Yom Kippur, is that of the mitzvah of tshuva, of repentance. Listen very carefully. You and I know that we can affect the present and the future. I can sell you an object now, I can sell you and make the Kenyan, the acquisition now, and you will acquire this in a day, a month, and a year. We can affect the present and the future. There's no way that I can sell you something today and it should be yours yesterday. We cannot affect the past. The only way that we can affect the past is with tshuva. With tshuva, with complete repentance, the Jew is able to transform the past. What does that mean? In the past, unfortunately, I didn't realize this was a violation of Shabbat. I didn't realize this wasn't kosher. And I truly regret it. And if so... This act, which was done at that time, even willingly, but I didn't realize that it was a sin, this act can be transformed, that it now becomes a merit. It can be literally undone. How does this work? And the answer is, I cannot explain it logically. It's a chukas olam. It's a chok, which if you wish, I can say, 
is beyond this world. And it's for that reason that the Gemara tells us in Psachim 54a that tshuva, the concept, was created by God prior to this world. In other words, it doesn't fit with the usual rules and nature of olam, of this world. Therefore, the Torah says it's chukas olam. It precedes this world. And, as the rabbis tell us, the yud gimomidos, the 13 attributes, which are the core of slichos, which we say tonight, as well as, please God, at nila, again and again and again. So, Hashem, Hashem, we call out in God's name. And the rabbis tell us, Hashem, kodem sheyechto. The name of God, I'm with you before you sin. I'm with you after your sin. I want to suggest that according to Rabbeinu Yonah, in his Nefesh HaChayim, Shar Beis, Perik Zayin, he points out that sin literally does damage to the world metaphysically. And therefore, the concept of Hashem Hashem, God literally repairs the world that we unfortunately cause some destruction to with our sins. All this through our tshuva. Incredible. And finally, On this day, God gives us forgiveness, atonement. What is Latayr Eschem? The Tar Eschem means that he restores the relationship. Imagine you have a friend. You hurt the friend. You beg forgiveness from the friend. And even if the friend will please God forgive you, as indeed we ought to ask forgiveness from one another before Yom Kippur. And it shouldn't be a pro forma. And it shouldn't be something that I only do for my friends who will grant it to me. But truly those that I might have hurt. And you know who they are. Go and ask them for forgiveness. And God forbid parents and children that aren't talking to each other. And siblings that aren't talking to each other. Don't go into Yom Kippur with that kind of a load and a burden. We're asking God to forgive us. We have to be big and forgive them as well. But Rabbi Salavechik said so beautifully that what the Torah is teaching us with the words, that even if you forgive your friend that offended you, more often than not, there's not going to be that same rapport and that same closeness and that same relationship comes along Yom Kippur and assures us He is not only going to give us atonement but Latayr He restores the relationship That is so crucial and so special about the day that God literally is yearning to reestablish that intimacy and closeness between himself and each and every one of us. It's truly Achas Pashana. It's truly a miraculous day. And I urge that each and every one of us get the most out of the day. Look into the Machsar. Understand the Machsar in any language that you understand. And please God, I pray, that when we leave the shul, the synagogue, 
Tomorrow night, after Ne'ilah, after Myriv, we're different people than the way we started out going into Yom Kippur. If so, it will be a good year for yourself and please God for all of Klai Yisrael. I take this opportunity of wishing Nachum and his family and the entire family of JM and the AM Igmar Hasim Tova you should be privileged to continue to uplift literally the entire Jewish world in good health for many years to come. Shabbat Shalom and a Gajom Tov and a Gemar Hasim Tova to all.